What's up, everybody? Welcome back uh, to the Out of Bounds Basketball Podcast. Here with myself, Brandon Moore, Terry Riles, and B. John Bryson. Tonight we have a very, very uh, special uh, guest. Um, hails from Toronto, Canada. Um, played his high school basketball out of Toronto. Played three years collegiate at Cal State uh, Bakersfield. Shot. 42% from the three uh, before transferring to North Carolina State to complete his senior season where he was a a very instrumental uh, part of that uh, Sweet 16 run that they had uh, before uh, falling to the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, interesting fact is he is the uh, first ever Canadian-born player uh, to be uh, drafted uh, first overall in the NBL of Canada draft. Everybody, welcome Alex Superman Johnson. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> quite an intro, man. I appreciate that. I love it. Hey, that's dope. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, man. I tried. I tried. I tried. But, um,. It's crazy. Um, real quick before you get all comfortable, we're gonna do a little a little hot seat. Like, hey, you choose this or this. I'm just gonna run through them. We're gonna do it really, really quick. All right. So, I'm gonna ask you uh, to pick either uh, this one or this one, and you gotta pick one really quick. All right. Uh, LeBron or Jordan. Jordan. Uh, Canadian bacon or American bacon. Either. <laughs> uh, Nike or Adidas? Nike. Uh, Andrew Wiggins or Tristan Thompson, Alex? I got to go with uh, A.W. A.W. Krispy Kreme or Glory Hole Donuts? Never had Glory Hole, so I got to oh. go with Krispy Kreme. I mean, oh, my God. Okay. This is going to be the kicker. Because you might, you probably don't even think I know. Would you rather give your son that's on the way your bunnies or your jump shot? Uh, I gotta uh, give my jumper. <laughs> oh man. Okay. We Quick question. We can work on the house. We can work on the house. All right. All right. Best player you played against so far? And uh, college or just. My whole basketball experience. Whole basketball experience. Um, best, best guy I've played again. <laughs> That's tough, man. That's all. Well, tough one. Pro. Um, I'm gonna go with um, uh, my my sophomore year at Cal State. Uh, playing against Damian Lillard. Wow. Yeah. Either that, either Damian Lillard my sophomore year, or uh, my junior year at Cal State playing against Paul George when he was only six five, playing playing the one. What well, yikes! Yikes! Come on, so, high school. You can't. You're referring to high school, right? No, nah, college. You're six five in the college. Yeah, bro. He was a Ooh. freshman. He was a freshman. He was six five. Like coach, coach was going through the scout report. He's like, yeah, they got the freshman. He could play one through four. 
six five. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? They're like, so what are you Paul, he went to Fresno State. He like six nine now, right? I know. Well, you got to think when he uh, when he got to the league, I think he was like six seven. Dang, but he's the real deal. He had he had seventeen in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he was tough. Him, Dane was tough in college too. I bet because yeah. I mean he was probably shooting from everywhere. Probably still. Yeah. I don't think he's changed. All right, now who's the best Canadian basketball player? Right now. Let's go. Yeah, right now. Um, I struggled with this one because um, I was I was playing against uh, Shay this past before before the league started. So in November he was home, but either it has to be like Shay and, and Jamal Murray going at it. Sorry. Both yeah. of them are killers. And people forget about Shea, too. Man. People forget about how good he is. And they forget he's the cold. Uh, Canadian. Cold, <laughs> and the 6'7", right? Like, everything he's doing right now, that's exactly what – like, he's playing like he's at run. Like, that's what he was doing. <laughs> he's I just playing I his hit game. him on a message. I was like, oh, you, you just – um you back in runs right now. He said, I'm just having fun out here. <laughs> hey, that's the key to the game, man. man. That's the key to the game. So let me ask you, man. Um, that's tough, man. I, cause I mean, I even forget, dude, I forgot the shade was actually a Canadian. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this. Being that you're a former ACC guy, mm-hmm. what if, hey, what if I said you may not be the best ball player in your house? If what? <laughs> What? You may not be the best ball player that's in your house. If you told me that? Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> There's, no, There's way. no way? There's no way. Do you think your wife would say something different? She thinks. She got her, she got her ass bust today. <laughs> it was a nice sunny day out. I had to show her who's still the champ. Because she could hoop. She yeah, can hoop. She can hoop. So we played. Uh, we actually we came from the the park today. It was a nice day out. She's like, let's play. Babe, segment. Take it easy. Nah, man. Don't don't treat me like that, eh? Let's go. Play the twenty one. She she put up a nice battle. Twenty one sixteen. You tell me if you say who's the better shooter, I might have to pass it to her. Wow. Wow. In terms That's of saying a lot. Player, That's saying a lot. Yeah, I'll give her that. Because today she was hitting some, some deep threes and I had to look. You sure you're pregnant? <laughs> now, where did she play her college ball? Uh, She went to, uh, she started out at uh, UNC Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, she transferred and went to Johnson C. Smith. So gotcha. HBCU. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I had to ask you that question. What'd you say, Terry? She's from the state. What? Yeah, yeah. She's from uh, North Carolina. Oh. Yeah. Bull City. You said Bull City? That's where she be resting. 
<laughs> Why does everybody feel that way? <laughs> Yo, your face was classic. That's what she say. All right. All right. Hey, man, I, I ain't going to get you in no more trouble about that. Hey, man, tell us about growing up in Toronto as a hooper, man, because, you know, the whole hooping scene has changed over the last probably 10, 12 years because I remember, um, you know, I met you through Coach Rowe. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, you know, we were like, you know, just running just across each other's at different tournaments and stuff. And I could see that the game or that the landscape of basketball was actually changing. And I saw, um, I think it was in Vegas. It might have been Tristan and Corey around that time. Mm-hmm. That's when I was mm-hmm. like, okay, they, okay, they coming. Yeah. I was like, they're coming. So tell me about just growing up in Canada, man, in just uh, Toronto, as you know, always like being looked at as, oh, that, oh, they from Canada, or how hard it was to get on. Um, I think now, um, I think my my generation just missed the the, the window for the, the YouTube and the Instagram, where I thought like my generation it was it was a lot harder for us us to get. On. I remember like being in high school still sending DVDs out to to the coaches, and when you talk about you know when you go on AU trips and they say oh where are you from oh I'm from Canada like, yeah you guys have igloos and stuff up there. I was like, what? <laughs> wow, bro. Like, so I felt like the talent has always been there. Like it's it's exploded now, but I think now it's just it's just being put on the scene where people can see it now. Now everything's right. on Instagram, everything's on YouTube, so it's accessible. When when we were growing up, you know, Twitter had just been born, so it was it was kind of hard. Didn't really know how to use it yet, and we kind of—I felt like we kind of paved the way for them and made it a lot easier to to now get on. No, you guys definitely did, especially you know that wave that y'all had, man, coming through with um, you know, rowing all those guys, man. That was a that was a huge wave y'all came through with. I mean, I mean, it was like it was like six years y'all was just had hitters after hitters, and I mean. I mean, just names. I mean, just real quick, just in case people don't know, just name some of the kids that came through that program, like while you were there, and after you left. Some of some of the names. Yeah. Uh, so we had while I was there. Um, I don't know if you know him, uh, Marvell Wade. Yep. Uh, Junior Kadugan. Yep, that was Marquette. Uh, uh Devoe Joseph. I know that name too. Where did he play? He played at Minnesota, then transferred to Oregon. Yep. Uh, the Wayne Smith, who was at George Washington. Um, who else did we have? There was Corey, Tristan, Mike. Um, Mike Cabongo. Yeah. Man, it was a ton. But it's crazy, and like when you think about that stuff, like, uh, like Mike was a McDonald's All American. Yeah. He played in the game, like that's like unheard of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Him, him, so, Tristan, and Core. Like before that, I think the only Canadian 
was uh, Olu Fat Timmy. He he he, he I was Canadian. And I he was that. he was the year that uh, LeBron was there. LeBron and Melo's yeah, there. I remember yeah. that. Hey, I got yeah. a quick question for you. Hey, yeah. Alex, um, tell us a little something about uh, your first experience in the state as far as going to uh, a college. Like, I know it was a, a culture shock because me personally, it was a culture shock when I even went from a state to, to another state. So let's tell us a little mm-hmm. something about just the environment and just the differences between your country and going to that, that school you went to? Well, actually, both schools. Uh, um, so uh, when I signed to Cal State Bakersfield, it was like late. It was like July 29th or something like that. So um, I ended up going to school like maybe second week of August. And just the atmosphere was just different. You could just tell like you were around hoopers. Like I think the first night I got there, they are like, Oh, yeah, yeah, we're having our runs up at uh, up at the school at you know at seven. Oh dang! Like before that, it's tough to get runs in the city against you know competition. Right. Guys are not coming to to run and and the gym was packed. So they had like a winners court and then a losers court. You don't get that in Toronto. You're lucky if you get maybe you know on some days fifteen guys. Right. So uh, that was a that was a big difference for me. And then when I transferred to NC State, uh, it, everything just seemed like first class. Like, you know what I mean? You got the locker room. You go to the gym anytime you want. You got your little fob, you know. You know, they had the chef come in, had your meals, um, the bus rides to the game, police escorts, just totally different. Like, private, like the private planes to fly out. Like, that was like, like, different for me because coming from Cal State Bakersfield is, you know, a lower division one. So, you know, we were flying coach, you know, people didn't really know who we were. They're like, what's C-sub? What's that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, uh, Cal State Bakersfield. Yeah. So, whereas like NC State, people knew, oh, you play for State. Yeah, I seen you boys yesterday. You look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely different, man. That's tough. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. So, man, and just coming from that area, man, I'm just going to, like, who was, your, who was your biggest influence, though, man, uh, basketball-wise? Uh, basketball-wise? I mean, I looked up to guys like um, uh, Jermaine Rock Anderson and uh, Javon Shepard and then Denim Brown. Like, Denim. He was he was our guy, like, you know? Oh, uh, you um, forgot Denim. You no, no, no. You forgot Denim when you were naming players. Uh, no, I did. It just came to me. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So to Denim. look up to guys like like him and like like you're like, man, it's like surreal. Like it's funny too because my first year playing pro when I went to Romania, like Denim was on my team. Like he came halfway through the season. I was just like, oh damn, I'm playing with the guy I used to look up to. Like this is crazy. Yeah, he was like the he was the big guy in Canada that left Canada and he went to Yukon. Yeah. And that was doing that uh national championship run. So, mm-hmm. so and I remember that was huge. That was huge. And it was huge oh. for Rose program as well. Because I remember um like that was like 
his flag, like, I mean, that was his flagship guy. That was his mm-hmm. flagship guy for real. So, um, so, so let's say you were the uh, first pick in the Canadian NBL draft, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that switch from that uh, college environment over to that um, professional. Um, the biggest thing for me is uh, I figured out quick that it wasn't just about basketball anymore. Like now it's it's like it's a business, and the way you carry yourself is you're pretty much the product. And um, it was it was weird because my first year, like you hear the stories about not getting paid, and you're like, oh, that's not gonna happen to me. <laughs> first year Romania. It happened to me. I was like, ended up owing me like seven thousand dollars, and like, I was like, man. And Denim was the one that's like, yo, don't leave without your money. But at the time, I was still going to NC State. I was, I was supposed to graduate, so I'm like, man, I'm going back to state. I'm about to walk. I'm about to get my degree. It's over. I'm gonna just chalk it up as an L. So after that experience, I'm like. I'm not trying to go back over the waters if it's going to be like that. Like, I'm trying to get some for sure. So the situation was I was going to do the D-League. And um, I went to the Erie Bayhawks trial. Coach loved me. He's like, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. And then the, re- the reason how I got to the NBL draft was my boy, he went up there and he was like, hey, bro, I need you to come out here and make me look good. And I was like, I'm a hooper. I'm like, shit, I'll play. So <laughs> Ended up playing and made him look good. And the coach is looking for me. Like, yo, this guy's name is not on the list. He's not even supposed to be here. So they came to me after that and they're like, hey, man, uh, we're having a draft. Like, we want you to come. At the time, like, I was hesitant because I'm like, man, I'm about to play in the D League. Like, I'm not trying to, like, I, I can't do this. And then the whole situation that year, uh, it was 2013, the year uh, the government shut down. So I couldn't get a visa to come over. So it was like, all right, man, I'm going to just do this little draft thing right here in Canada. And then uh, maybe down the line, I'll, I'll do the D-League. And then it was crazy, to be honest. I I didn't expect it. It was just like one of those things that just happened. Like I had to go home, grab a suit, come to the come to the little comp, uh, the little draft. Yeah. Wow. So you went from not even supposed to be there to the number one pick. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But that's just kind of how things work sometimes, you know, just being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is nuts. Damn. How was your experience with the, with the NBL? Uh, it was good. Um, it was kind of – it kind of felt like college again just because um, a lot of the – they had – at the time they had like seven or eight Americans. So a lot of the guys that, you know – played in the D-League or were in the D-League tryouts and didn't make it, they were coming over to Canada to play. So it was like, it was really competitive. So um, that first year, it was cool, man. All the years I played in the NBA, it was, it, it's been like pretty good competition. Like we had uh, Royce White play, uh, Big, ba- Big Baby Davis. Um, there's been some, like, some good talent come through there. Royce White. Did, he, did Royce White stick over there? Or he just played a few games and left. No, nah, no, nah, he he ended up uh, he ended up winning a championship with them uh, the first year he came out. Hmm. Man, he was 
he's the real deal. He walking triple double, yeah. Yeah, nice size. Yeah, nice size. He could always play. So, hey, so Alex, so uh, what what would you give? What kind of advice would you give young guys uh, on just the approach from high school to college and college to pro? Um, the main thing is I would the advice I would give them is don't be set on. Don't dream small. So if you're like, man, I'm, uh, you know, I, I want to go to college. Like, have a bigger dream than just college. Say, man, I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play NBA. I'm trying to play highest level. You know what I mean? And then focus on putting in the work. So don't be satisfied when you just get there. So if you get the scholarship to go to a Duke or, or if it's not a big time school, let's say it's Weber State. And it's like, all right, I made it. I, I made one of my goals. Now it's time to get ready for the next goal. So have little small checklists. Say, all right, I want to be the best player on my high school team. All right, check. All right, I want to go to this university or I want to go, I want to play college ball. Get there? All right, check. And then just start checking them off. But have a plan as you're going through it. Don't just say, Oh yeah, I want to play pro, and then just sit back and think it's gonna happen. So that would be my advice to them. How would you say, like, how would you can compare the Canadian basketball? Are you playing? You're playing in the CBL right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I played in it last year. How would you compare the CBL to like the NBL? Um, the product is pretty good. Just how they, they had it set up and the marketing, it looks really good. In terms of it being as competitive as the NBL, it's not quite there yet. Just because um, the CBL only allows two to three Americans, whereas like the NBL, you have seven to eight Americans. So it's it's not as competitive. You would say seven to eight Americans across the whole league? So seven to eight on each team. Oh, okay, okay. 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 And then for the CBL, it's like two to three for each team. Okay, nice, nice, man. So let's get into some um, uh, current event stuff because I know you keep up with everything going on. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this uh, upcoming uh, NBA draft. You want to go NBA draft? First, or, or do y'all want to go? Uh, what's going on right now? Like, I mean, the current season. Let's go draft NBA. Draft. All right. Yeah. Alex, who you taking mm-hmm. number one? Hmm. You know, I gotta go with my guy K. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you gotta take. You gotta take him. Come on, um, man. Like, he's the guy you take possibly to save your job or just to keep your job, right? I mean, that's what I personally think. Um, How how tall is he? 6'7", 6'8"? Yeah, 6'8". 6'8", 6'9". 6'8", 6'9". He made me look small. He played a 1, 2, 3, what else? Yeah. Yeah. Now, quick question for you. What? Okay, you said Cade... 
Okay, K number one. Who are you taking number two? Um, who do they have number two on the board right now? You got Mobley. Number three, you got Suggs. Number four, I don't know who they got four. It's, uh, it's Jalen Green. Jalen Green at four. They got Barnes, Scotty Barnes at five, I think. I think the best, the best, the best second pick is uh, to, to me. I'm taking Kaminga. Who's that? Uh, the kid from the G League. Oh, he's like okay, a, okay, he's like, okay, a, he like a hybrid wing. You can play the two to three. Is that the Probably one with the ball? I mean, he's six eight, six seven. He's six seven. He's uh, he can fill it up. He can score from anywhere. But okay, uh. Okay. I think I said he played with the G League, uh, the, the Ignite, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think I might have seen him play against uh, 905. With the St. Patrick. You guys don't. You guys don't like Suggs? I love Suggs. I love Suggs. I, th- I love Suggs. But I but think not the number two pick. Nah, I don't think they need. I don't think the Pistons. The Pistons. It's not the Pistons. Who got the second pick? Um. I gotta look. Give me one. You're second. talking Pistons, man. The Pistons need everything. Not, not the Pistons. <laughs> Pistons. Let me look real quick. Hold on, I'm about to pull it up too. I know you got Minnesota one, which we're gonna get into that in just a few minutes as well. But let's talk about <laughs> who got the second pick. Because I got oh, a question. Houston, Houston, Houston don't need a point guard. They need a scoring wing. No, mm. they need a point guard. I mean, your guy's there. Your guy's there. What you mean? Yo, John's almost – John's going to get out of there. Ah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, some, hey, some uh, drafts have him there. They yeah. Have, uh, well, you know, I, number two. I, I think I think, at, I think you have to – at two, you have to you have to draft the best player available. Yeah. 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 I, I, agree. I, think, I think this Kevin draft, draft is so talented. So you – you gotta take the best player. You know what I mean? Because you can't really. I think where you were messed up at is that well, we need a wing. Yeah, you know that's I mean? terrible. Yeah, that's a bad yeah. damn approach to the uh, just get better. But as of right now, the Houston Rockets has the number one pick. Minnesota mm-hmm. two, the Detroit Pistons three, uh, the uh, Orlando Magic four, Cleveland at five, six is Oklahoma, seven is Washington. Eight is Toronto. So think, yeah, Minnesota got the first pick. You got it backwards. No, nah, just based on the record. Just based on the schedule. Just based on the record. Okay. As of right now, Houston should get the number one pick. And yeah, based on yeah, gotcha. So I, I don't, yeah, this draft. This draft is. I'm looking at some of these names. This it's got a lot of it's got a lot of talent in this draft. Right. It's probably, it's probably one of the most talented drafts I've seen in the last few years. I will go back and I'll say this. This draft is like the 96 draft. No, no, nothing's touching that. Come on, man. Did you watch the 96 thing on Sunday? I said it's close. It's close. There's nothing going to be close to that. But look, check this out. Let's talk about this. Kay Cunningham is the number one pick, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go to just, let's scroll down. Man, Cam Thomas at 26. He could be a superstar. We don't know. Yeah, Greg yeah. Brown is at 28. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, who else? 
Man, you got Sharif Cooper second round right now. Um, really? They had him in the second round? Yeah. They yeah. run Sharp at 45. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, Dacian Nix, 48. Isaiah Todd, 49. I don't um, think he's going to be good in the league. Uh, Kofi Cockburn, 57. Like, it's some it's some hitters out there in the draft. And I oh. and I picked the nobody that was in the um first round. Like other than, you know, those couple of guys. But you got Jaden Springer, nineteen, Josh Christopher, eighteen, James Boo Knight, seventeen. Like, you can win late in this draft. You can, mm. No, you can win late and, and, and early. I, I, and you got guys like Moody. I mean it's, You can it's, miss early too. I think there's gonna be yeah. some big misses. Damn, yeah. they got uh, Ayayi at second round. Who? Uh, Ayayi from Gonzaga. Yeah, they got him. He's going he's gonna to be a good. He's going to be a good sponge guy. He can just do everything. Yeah, I think that guy. He's going to have a long NBA uh, yeah. career. Yeah, he's going. He's going to be. He's going to be sticky pretty much everywhere he go. All right. So let's say Houston Rockets. If you ask me personally, if they get the number one pick. That's the best spot for Cade Cunningham. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I think so too because that way he can go in with somebody already playing the point guard. Because he he going ideally playing the point, it's gonna be tough on him. It's gonna be tough on him regardless because he's playing against the best players anyway. Right. Because yeah. he's that in that six six tough. to six eight range. Right. So you know, last twenty years. Those are probably the best players. Best players, best athletes, best scorers, best defenders. They're all in that range. That's what he's going to see every single night. And plus, no, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. And plus, like I said, though, I think with a player that's like Kate Cunningham, you're going to have to, like, just take your system and totally just destroy it and build it all around him. I think that's what you got to do. Because I think if you try to take, I mean, a player like Kay Cunningham and be like, okay, this is our system and this is your role, I think uh, that's going to hurt him and it's going to make your team, I mean, your team's going to be horrible. But I think mm. if you take the system and build the system just around him, I mean, the sky's the limit. But then that means you got to get the right players and pieces that can, I mean, just go around him as well. I don't it's think lot, he's a guy a that you movement. can just plug and play. I don't think he's a guy that you could just like, just, hey, draft him, you plug, you play, and we're going to be fine. That's why I said somebody like uh, Jalen Suggs, I think he's a he's an automatic. Wherever he goes, he's a plug and yeah. play. Yeah. I kind of I, I want to see him. I want to see him in a, a, a different system too. You know how it's a little bit different when you're playing college, where you're yeah. totally in the system, and then you. Transfer to pro, it's totally different. Like, there's some guys who are bad college players, but they turn pro and they're really good pro players. Well, the spacing is different, you know what I mean? And that, you know, yeah. guys don't normally come over and help out as much in the pros as they do in college, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, guys, so, like, I was watching March Madness I mean, uh, this year, and it was like the favorite call is just charge. And, Oh, they're not calling that, though. That's the worst play. It's the worst playing basketball. Man. It's definitely the worst playing basketball. But 
Um, I just think with Cade, man, I think special talent, you just got to find the right system for him and put it just around him, but he needs the right pieces. Me personally, I don't like him. I wouldn't like him and Anthony Edwards on the, on the same team. Mm. I just think it doesn't mesh well. What do you guys think? I don't think Anthony Edwards' play style is favorable to really anybody because he's a guy who's not going to make anyone better. Well, so, so you, you, you've got to essentially have a dude who doesn't really care about scoring. That's why the, the D'Angelo Russell piece doesn't look well when he came back because it's just like you got two guys that are doing the same thing, right? It's like you, it's, it's hard. Same space. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard to play with an Ant Edwards type because he's not. He's just a he's just a pure scorer. Like he's gonna get a lot of shots up. That's how he that's how he that's how he, that's his game. You know what I'm saying? That's his game. That's who he is. Mm. Question. Yeah. Is he is he rookie of the year though? He should be, but he's not gonna be. Who who? I think Melo has Mello has better usage, but I think skill Mello. like if you look in skill, bro, he's he's better, in my opinion. Melo's Melo's rookie of the year and Melo's better. Wow. Wow. I don't know about that, man. But you just you just you just said you just said he don't make anybody better. Yeah, but I said skill. I said skill. I didn't say you know his ability. Yeah, to you mean talent? Talent and skill different. Yeah. Melo got way more skill. He's a better uh-huh. ball handler. He's a better passer. He's a, probably a better shooter. Right? Yeah, better passer, better mm-hmm. shooter. Yeah. That a shooter? I see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about look that. At, look, hey, go look at the stats. Oh, we're about to pull him up right now. I, it's hard to compare. Mello's he's team. a volume guy, bro. It's it's hard for me to say. Okay, Melo's shooting all recent scoring too. Man, he's a vol. He's a vol. He's a volume guy. That's like, that's like when people try to bring up the Kobe conversation. It's like, dude. No, he's not a volume guy. Yeah, he just got the ball in his hand more. It's the difference between volume, like a volume guy. When you say volume guy, that means he's taking 60% of the shots. He's not taking shots like that. He's giving you 10, he's giving you like seven, eight assists. And they're not, mm-hmm. they're not last second assists. They transition. Yeah, you know, early in the shot clock. Yeah. Yeah, early in the shot clock assists. He's not a high volume guy. That's, I think that's the wrong terminology for that kid. Who are you talking about? Ain't Edwards? I'm talking about Ain't Edwards. Oh, you said Edwards, Edwards. Yeah, Edwards. I'm saying, I'm saying yeah, Ed, Edwards is a volume guy. Yeah, yeah, because he, because he, he only looking to score. He's not looking to do anything else. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Yeah, I'm that's saying. why. I, that's why I can't put him ahead of Melo. Melo's doing everything. He's actually Mello's, better defender. Melo's doing everything. I won't say he's a better defender, ever. Um, I, I, it looks right now he is. Man, Melo's not guarding anybody. Now, Melo is shooting the ball better than him. Melo's shooting the three at like 38%, and Ant mm-hmm. Edo's shooting the ball at like maybe 31, 32%. So, so uh, Melo is shooting the ball better. Um, but for rookie of the year, I mean, before Melo got hurt, man, it was no way nobody else was getting that, um, that MVP sure. trophy. But I think right now, I think it's open. I think Anthony Edwards, he's had some big games in the last, uh, like, week or so. He's had some huge games. He had that one game um, 
the other night, and then he's had these monster highlights, man. He's a highlight guy. He's a highlight guy. He's definitely a highlight guy. Let's put a little twist on this. So if you put Cade or you put Melo and Anthony Edwards into this 2021 draft, who will go first? And looking back on the draft right now from last year, who would you pick first? Hey, you Kate, go is for the Kate is off the board, period. <laughs> he, he's on, he, like, you're losing your job not, not drafting nah, Kate. Nah, Kate is definitely. Yeah, I, I still, yeah, I'm still taking Kate. Yeah, okay. Like, like, you can't even explain, you can't even explain the management not drafting Kate when you like, have the opportunity to draft Kate. Let me ask to, you this question. Let me ask y'all this right here. So, okay, so, I'm taking everybody's taking Cade, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So let me ask you this: Is he the is he the ticket though? Because now, may, maybe being the best player mean it doesn't mean that it's the right pick, marketing wise, right? No. I I think I will go mellow. That's just my thing, my line of thing. Just not from what I know now, but from what I thought last year. Yeah, yeah, he did prove himself over in Australia. Hey, what now? I said he did prove himself over in the Australian league. Like he seemed like the more seasoned like vet. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's played what, like three years pro already. So he already knows kind of. He's got the rhythm already of the professional life and the game and the physicality stuff like that. But I'm gonna tell you, I think. um I just think Minnesota is a horrible spot for K with Anthony Edwards. So my whole thought process is you got to either buy into Edwards or you got to buy into K. But I still think Minnesota, if they get the first pick, I think they're trading it. I think they're trading it and they're going to get multiple picks because like I was telling them the other night, man, it's like it's multiple um, teams that has like four, five, six picks in that draft. I mean, it is ridiculous. Like, I mean, first-round pick. So I still think it's going to come down to, okay, let's say Minnesota's terrible. Their roster is terrible. This draft's loaded, right? Like, this draft's loaded. So why not trade my number one pick? And instead of getting just Cade, I've already got Edwards, and I got Carl Anthony Towns. Why not trade that pick and get me one veteran and two picks in the first round, maybe an early second round, or maybe go just like maybe three draft picks in this draft. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my thinking. I mean, what do you guys uh, think about that? I mean, it makes sense logically, but how can you, ex- like, you have to be sure that those guys are going to, you know what I'm saying? Well, let me I ask you this. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this, though. The only way that that hurts, answer this question, is Kade a superstar? No. Or, or is Kade a 16 to 19 to 20 point guy, seven rebounds, eight assists? I think he's a, I think he's a, a 14 to 18 guy. But he's going to do everything. He's going to board. Hey, so, hey, Williams. Talk yeah, to me now. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, talk yeah. to me. Talk to me. Hold on. We gotta. Oh, hold on, hold on. We gotta talk our way out of this. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. What you mean? Go ahead, B. John. The number one pick is going to be a fourteen to sixteen point guy. No, six, I said four, I said I said fourteen to eighteen. Fourteen to eighteen. He's probably going to average about six boards, six seven assists. So one. So okay. So so just explain your thought process. But Abraham taking him uh, first and not taking those three other picks. Hello. Is he that dynamic? No. I think so. And he's not that athletic either. Does he have to be? Does he have to be yeah. super athletic? Yeah. Or does he have it's to be about, skilled as hell? What's, it's what's about more marketing. important? What's marketing. More? Marketing. Selling he's putting people in the stands. So is, is he not marketable? As of right now, he's not the he's not the top guy. Oh, you're, I don't know about that. No, I mean, as far as marketing, like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, in the, for the next five or six years, it's mellow. Nobody's more marketable than him. That I can agree with. You. I can definitely. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. Who would you rather see uh, play? Who would you pay to see play? Uh, Kate Hello. Cunningham. Come on, you're asking, you're, or asking a rhetor- you're asking a rhetorical question. Be, no. Everybody, everybody's going to say they rather, they rather watch mellow play because there's history behind the antics. No, I said Cade Cunningham or Anthony Edwards. I want, all right, so I, I, listen, they, to me, they, I, I don't want to see these one of them because they put out the same energy. Like, it's not, it's not, ex, I, Alex, I don't know who would you rather see play, Alex? Uh, it's tough, too, because, like, <laughs> after watching Cade this year, I didn't like how he played in the first half. He was always a second half player. Right. I didn't like that about him. Like, hey, but see, that's actually the same thing for him, though. Same thing about him. Like if I'm coming, if I'm paying to see you, I want to see you the whole game be cooking. I'm not trying to see a half. Okay, hold that point, Alex. Hold that point, because I'm because I'm gonna say this. That's why I love Jalen Suggs, because Jalen Suggs is coming the entire game. He's not letting up. He don't care if you're down twenty. He don't care if you're up four. He don't care if the game is tied. He's coming mm-hmm. constantly, and that's why I love that kid. And I and I really I, and I tell you, I was telling uh, Terry earlier this week. I said I think that kid. He reminds me a lot of that uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, like he gives me that Jamal Murray, Stephon Marbury type energy when he's playing. Like he's mm-hmm. just he just keeps coming constantly. Yeah, I'll give you that. And that's what I like. But you're right about Kate. Kate definitely, he was a second-half guy. So come on, BJ, explain this 14 to 15 points a night number one pick you got, bro. The dude is skilled, man, period. He can score from all three levels. He can get whatever shot he want. He can do whatever the hell he want. He can get easily 14-18 a game, easily. I think everyone kind of overlooks the fact that that Oklahoma State team probably wouldn't even win nine games if he wasn't on that team. They had to the way how they built the team. He had to do everything. He played all five positions. They they took him on ball. They played him off ball. He did pretty much. He showed pretty much everything. So his versatility is is insane. Like you can play him anywhere. Okay. He can score in the post. He can score in the mid post. He can shoot the three. He can get to I the lane. He can finish. He can I'm do everything. I'm not disputing that. Hey, I'm, but, but, I agree hey, with but, you. But, but, Hey, but me, John, but you know who you remind me do, of? Do you do you gotta have a fifty inch vertical to be good? Like, I'm no, not. I agree with you. Hey, B. John, hey, I agree with you on that. But do you know who? Do you know who you remind me of? Who's that? 
Walt Williams. You know who Walt Williams is, don't you? Yes. That's who he reminded me of. Dick mm-hmm. A. You think uh, I'm, I'm lying? No, nah, I think you're right, but I don't know, man. He's but man, that's what, hey, but that's who Walt Williams was. In the, in the early uh, '90s, same guy, same guy, yo. But hey, man, beat you! I got a crush. My thing is, is the reason I was a big guard too. I'm thinking about so six eight, right? Mm-hmm. In the NBA, I don't know. He got the skill set. I just don't see the twenty five, right? I like, never said twenty five. No, no, I know, no, but but if you draft guy number yeah. one, you got to project the twenty five mark. That's where you. That's where you want to get at. You want to get at twenty five. You want to be at that 25, 26 mark, right? But what I'm saying is, you, you got to be realistic when you go number one, though. Number one, you want that potential to be a 25, 26 point score. Right? When, what, what was the last number one pick in the last five years to average 25? Yeah, that's just hard. I ain't going to find it. But what I'm saying is, that's the But how can you project that if it's not even like. I, I asked you a real question in the last five oh, it's, years. It's a, it's a real question, but what I'm saying is all number one picks, you got to look at it like, yo, is he going to give me 25 or are you going to give me 16 or 17? I want that potential 25. I want to see it. The closest you can say is Zion. That's it. That's it. He's the he's, closest. He's like, is he the closest? Who was the, the last five years? I don't even, it was Zion. Who else? Zion. Shit, uh, Zion's about at 25 now. I yeah. said, that's what I just said. He's the closest. That's what I, 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 I like I always say he is he's got good numbers, but but what um, you see what I'm saying like you ain't got you ain't okay. got okay Edwards, Markel Fultz, no DeAndre Ayton, no Ben Simmons, no. no no the la the only one that's close is Zion Wiggins, no Anthony Bennett, no Ant Davis is is the last is the last guy in the past eight years outside of close Zion Williamson number one pick to average twenty five. Hmm. Hey, hey, but, but all these guys' projection was to be a 25-point score, though, right? Transcending players. At the moment. Right. That's, that's all I'm saying, though. Yeah. Of think, you got Kyrie. Think, hold on. Hold on, man. You I got said Kyrie. five years. That's, that's, that's five, five years. years. I know that's nine. Carl Anthony. I'm sure he's average. Hold on, man. He's probably averaging like 22, 23. Hold on, man. Could Bijan be over there doing that? Uh, Bijan man, was doing that uh, Fox News right, report. He was doing that Fox News report. That's it. That's it, bro. He's just mad because I'm right. Hey, Alex, there you go, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let's go. Oh, there you go. I ain't gonna lie though, it's, it's changed a lot. Twenty-six point five. Who? Cat. Cat. His first okay. year. Two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty season. What is he averaging? Two thousand twenty, two thousand twenty-one. Man, hold on. Not twenty not twenty six. <laughs> shit, has he played five games this year? Man, I, I can't control that, B. <laughs> but 
But factual, <laughs> you said nobody's got there. Okay. He's got there. Oh my god! All right. All right. Well, he's, got uh, he's got there. He's got there. Okay, let's. I, oh, all right, so let's just change. Let's move to a different. Um, who's the biggest sleeper? And Bijan, please do not say Cade Cunningham like you said Anthony Edwards last year. I'm not. Alice, Alice can you believe this? Last oh year. Last year. Hold on. 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 We can pull this podcast up. I'm Brandon gonna, was I'm like, Anthony Edwards is not going to be good in the NBA. Hold on. That's literally Dude, what you, you said. I mean, you're saying trade him. Listen, listen. We asked who's the biggest sleeper, right? And this guy goes, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. He's number one pick. All right, Alex. Who's who's who? You think will be the biggest sleeper? Because everybody in this, draft? in this upcoming draft, I've already got my biggest sleeper. Um, sleeper. I'm I'm looking at the, the list now, and he's kind of. I have him like top twenty, but I think he's better than top twenty. I like Jared Butler. Cold. He cold. Mm-hmm. cold. I think he, he's gonna be a good pro, yeah. He cold, bro. That's a good Jared pro. Butler. Cold. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like him. He definitely cold. I, yeah, I definitely like him. All right, Terry, go ahead and I can already hold. On, I can already make your pick. Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going moody, man. You're going Moody. Okay. Moody is a top top fifteen though. Is he really a sleeper? No, Moody. They got Moody going top fifteen all the way down to top twenty five. Hold on, let's see. No, nah, Moody's seven. What they yeah, understand? T top fifteen. He's not a sleeper to me. No. Nah. I think he. I well, I just think he's gonna be better than what he is. Okay. Okay. All right, Bijan, who you got? Dayron Sharp. Tavon Sharp. Hmm. I think he's a. I think he's a walking twelve and ten. Instead of walking, yeah, yeah. Now he's gonna be a pro for a long time. Walking twelve and ten, block shots, big. <sighs> Once he learns how to shoot the three consistently, he's gonna be a problem. All right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Before you go ahead, go ahead, B. go ahead. Do your thing. Man, my pick. I think who I. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cam Thomas. He's a bucket, man. I think Cam Thomas is gonna be a upgraded version of Lou Will. I, I think he's that. gonna he's gonna be that guy that's gonna be there forever. He's gonna he's and you know what he may even stay at that eighteen to twenty, like I mean for a very long time. But I think. Even off the bench, I still think he's gonna be a he's gonna be a dominant scorer at the way he plays the game. Plays the game at a high, high level. Off the ball screens, off the pin downs, off the curls, off the catch. I mean, he's just consistent. I like what he does on the uh, basketball court. But I will say, if I had to choose a second guy, I would probably put some money. On Sharif Cooper. Where they got him at? Like late second. Like late second. Hold on, let me see where he is. He is at. No, he's early second. He's at 34. His biggest issue is going to be opportunity. That's what it is. Opportunity. Fit. It's wherever he ends up. Yeah. That's going to be his, that's gonna be his biggest issue. He got to be in a. That, that, that spot that he's at. 
He's little too. He's little at that. It's always tough, man. He could play. He could play, but it's gonna be it's gonna be opportunity for him. It's gonna be somebody who's gonna be willing to give him. It's gonna be kind of like the K Cunningham situation. It's gonna be the same thing I said about Melo, right? Um, I said Melo last year uh, before that draft. I said you gotta draft Melo and be willing to say I'm a hedge or bet my money on year two, three, four, and I'm going to be willing they to win only 20 games with him in year one. Like, that's what they're going to have to do with somebody like uh, Sharif. I have to. Yeah. And there's Honestly, not a lot of teams that won't he'd, do it. He'd be, he'd be really good in the Spurs system. I'm trying to see where would he be. They got him in that Orlando, New York, New Orleans, Boston, Oklahoma City range. Doesn't want to go to Orlando. No. Nah, not good luck. Not, not going to New York. It's going to be tough regardless of where he goes. He's going to be a two-way contract guy. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for him. Because he, yeah. I, I think he's good enough, but I don't think he's shooting the ball well enough. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a that's his knock. That's his knock right there. Yeah. But I think he, I, I think can, can, he, he, can he defend? Yeah. Nobody he, freaking defends, man. That's the point. You talking about? You always talking about defense. Nobody plays. But, no, but they're gonna knock. They're gonna knock a five eleven guy that's not a a an extreme defender. He's small. And what are they gonna do? Ice on. They gonna uh, post know, him up? Bro, are they gonna are they gonna are they gonna post him up? Nah, they just want. I'm not saying they're gonna post him nah, up. They, saying, he, he's not gonna. He, he's gonna have to defend though. He's gonna have to figure that. He's gonna have to figure out. That's gonna have to be a defense. He's gonna have to defend. That's probably how he's gonna get the opportunity. Yeah. Right. But it's gonna be him being able to hedge his guy and keep and just limit um, his guy. He's not gonna have to be like an elite defender or anything like that. But I'll tell you this. Because I'm not going to bet against the kid because he's proved everybody wrong at every level I've seen him go to from 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 being an underclassman in, in high school to being the player of the year to doing his thing at Auburn. I want to know, is he going to be able to play at that same pace that, he, that he's been playing at and get to those same spots on the floor? And if he's able to do that, you're not going to be able to keep that kid off the floor. Point blank. I, I You know, I think – I think he's I think he's uh, he's kind of underrated with his speed. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he plays at that methodical pace all the yeah, time. Yeah, real methodical. I think he's yeah. I think he's kind of underrated with that. Mm. Also, too though, let's, let's let, let me just throw this in there. What's going to happen with Marcus Bagley? <laughs> you know what? He's better than his brother. I think that kid might be the sleeper. Mm. I like him. I like him a lot. I mean, I've seen him, but I didn't see enough of him this year, though. You know what I mean? I like him a lot. And I'll tell you, I think his dad uh, shut him down out of Arizona State early. Smart. I think his yeah. dad shut him down. But I think the kid is very, very talented, man. Very talented player. Shoots the ball well. I mean, the athleticism is not a question. But you know, you know, just jumping on Sharif thing, you know who Sharif reminds me of? If – he gets the opportunity. He can be like Van Fleet, man. But you gotta be in the right system where you system, can... for sure. 
And he's got to be a better shooter. Van Fleet got Van Fleet got got his got his ability to really really rock because he was able to shoot the ball. That's how he was able to stay on the floor. He was able to shoot. Think about it. He played and and he defended. Yeah. Yeah. And he defended. And he defended. That's how he. That's how Sharif's gonna get his money. In order for him to play how you want to play, because in that range, every team that he goes to has a franchise point guard and yeah. probably a pretty good backup. So he's not gonna be able to just frolic in there and just and just do whatever. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. normally I would say that, but I'm gonna have to see it with that kid. <laughs> That's how confident I am in that kid, yo. And I still got the same reservations that you got. I mean, but people have said that at every level that he's went to, and he's proved them wrong every single time. Yeah, every you know, I was questioning the college. I was questioning the college with him. Remember yeah. that? Oh right? my God, Terry said he's, he's done. Terry said he's yeah. done. And he I was shut like, down early. Yeah, yeah, yeah I shut him down early. Yeah. I, hey, I, I he was. Able, but the thing is, though, guess what? He was able to do it, play his game, which is the most. Like he went to Auburn because. He was able to do what he wanted to do. In the pros, when you're a second round guy and you got a franchise point guard, like for example, we go to Orlando, you think they just gonna say ask Cole Anthony who's hooping? Mm. No. They're not gonna do that. They're gonna be like, bruh. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not gonna rot like that. I will tell you this though. Nobody will be more prepared for his workouts in the combine than Sharif Cooper. I agree with that. It won't even be close. Um, and I'll tell you, those guys, they do the best job, period. I mean, he'll be shot. And I mean, Alex knows the, the, Alex knows those Georgia guys and the guys they're working with and the guys that's putting the work into them and, and the work they get and how prepared mm-hmm. a Lorenzo and Rich and all those guys were. Like they're, I mean, dude, they're drill machines, right? I agree. <laughs> so I think he'll be more prepared than just about any pick. And I think skill-wise, he has all that. Only thing I'm a question is his jump shot, his consistency on it, and him being streaky. But, I mean, I think you just surround him. His best thing is it's going to be the team that drafts him, man. It's going to be the team that drafts him. That's going to be – and I think – they'll do a good job of navigating where he goes. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be the... I think if, I'm be him, the I'm praying, if I'm him, I'm praying I get landed to the Spurs. Nah, you don't go play for the Spurs. Because Pop ain't going to play. Because Pop going to sit you for three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't play, yeah. yeah. Pop's going to sit you hey. for three years, man. Um, He needs a wide-open system that's got shooters. And got bigs that could run the floor. I mean, that's what he's going to be looking for. I, I mean, that's what I believe personally. I like I like his game a lot. I think he's really, 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 really good. Yeah. And I hope I hope he's able to to uh, prove some of the things, the reservations I have on him off. But he's got to be a better shooter, man. I mean, in the pros, when you're that small and you're going against like. They're gonna have to. He's he's not gonna be able to guard point guards. He's gonna get killed. Think about all the point guards in the, in the NBA right now. He can't guard half of them. More than half of them. If we're being honest, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
No, that's they true. Might, no, no. None of them. Really, honestly. He's going to have to play on a shooter that don't really move much. That's probably 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, and what are those guys going to do? Put his ass in the mid post. All right. In the mid post. Who's going to the mid post? Hey, man, I ain't heard that word in 15 years. Oh, man. At the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> Only person playing at the elbow is Kevin Durant. I don't know, man. I'm just. So what's this comparison player? What's this, like, like who we say he's like? I say Van Fleet. You said Van Fleet. Yeah. I say Van Fleet. He got a little bit, he got a little bit of everybody, but I think. Where he get his money is 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 doing the Van Fleet way, just yeah. hit shots, you know, you know, high, you know what I'm saying, play defense, and then when a team open up to you and you get more minutes, then you can really rock, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know who he projects to actually be. Um, I like the Van Fleet, maybe like a Tyler Eulis or something. Tyler, he was not in the league, bro. Uh, I think he is, actually. No, but, I mean, he was. He was dry. I mean, he played, but, I mean, he's that type of guy. He's just a more talented version, I think. Yeah. Mm. Better pace, for sure. Right. Better pace, for sure. He's more talented than Tyler? Tyler, but Eulis is tough. <laughs> oh, that's tough. No, he's more talented than Eulis. <laughs> I just think they got two different games. But way, way more talented. It's not even close talent wise. You not even more close. athletic. It's not even close talent wise. Tough B. I'm I'm just calling it like I said. It's true. <laughs> what do you think, Alex? For Tyler Tyler Ulis or Sharif? Yeah. Who is more talented? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with my man uh Ulis, man. That, that boy's a bucket, bro. Hold on. Now, let's evaluate. See, this is what everybody Brand, does. Brandon's sipping the Kool-Aid, man. I'm telling you, bro. No, nah, this is what everybody does. This is what everybody does. You're comparing you're comparing a 25-year-old Ulyss, uh to an 18-year Cooper. Now, let's say what no, did no, Ulyss look like coming out of Kentucky compared to what he looks like coming out of Auburn. You, you was tough his freshman year. Yeah, he was tough, but but he wasn't Sharif tough. No, he was. He was tough. Dude, what are you? Bro, pull up his numbers, man. Did they win a national championship his freshman year? They won a national championship the year he was there. What are you saying, man? Nah, nah. That's replay. You ain't going with it. Nah, I'm not going with that, man. I can't. I can't co-sign that. Crazy, dude. Replay on that team, man. Hold on, I'm about to pull it up right now because I, cause I want to know this. Wow. He played on a bad team, B. Who said that? I said it. I said he played on a bad team this year. His team who, is that team. Who, who, Ulyss? No, Sharif. Ulyss played on a loaded team and he was the best player of the team. He got conference player of the year. Hold on. Ulyss team. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Loaded. Whoa. That team was loaded. Loaded. And he won conference player of the year. Yeah. He was the best player on that team. He was that dude. He was that dude. Hold on, hold on, let's pull this up. He averaged 17 <laughs> points his sophomore year. On that loaded team. Man, let's pull they had, I think I think they had D Book on that on that squad, didn't they? Had Murray. Was it Murray too? Yeah, they had Jamal Murray. 
Jamal Murray averaged 20. Tyler Ewis out at 17. Man, that team was that, Hey, look, hold, hold, stop. That team was not fucking loaded. Y'all are out y'all mind. Jamal Murray, Tyler Eulis, Isaiah Briscoe, Alex Poitras, Derek Willis, Scal Lever, I never can say his name, Marcus yeah. Lee. Yeah. Yo, no, no, B, stop, 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 B. Isaiah Briscoe was the number one point guard in the country coming into that school year. And you see where he's at now, right? No, no, but I'm just saying, you said that team wasn't loaded. That team was loaded. But he averaged nine points that year, so let's say that. So that, so he was there, a fourth best player. Alex Poitras, Scal, Marcus Lee, Dominique Hawkins, Charles Matthews, Isaiah Humphreys, Michael Mulder, Johnny David, and EJ Florell. A bunch of guys I don't know. Of course, he's here later. A bunch of guys Poitras, I don't you know. Poitras was a one and done. Poitras was a one and done coming out and ended up playing four years. He was a senior on that team. And they did and they did not win the national championship that sophomore year. What year was it? Hold on, did he, he win one? I think he yeah, did win. This freshman I don't think year. he I don't think he won one that year, unless he was who was on that team. Nah, they didn't. They won the um SEC tournament that year, his freshman year. Who no, was he on that win, team? No, he didn't win a championship. On that team, oh. it was Aaron Harris, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, yep. Andrew Harris, Willis Cauley Stown, Trey Lyles, Dakari Johnson, Tyler Ewers, Poitras, Lee, and a whole bunch of guys that I don't know. Six yeah. guys got five of those guys got drafted, I believe, in the first. He game. averaged five points that year, Bijan. Come on, man. He, so five just, of those I guys just, went first. I just shut it down. I just shut it down. I just shut it down. Was the only points. guy to go second round out of, out of that all of those names that you that you just you just uh, five pulled points. up. Five points. And then you bugging me. Five points. And then you bugging me. Five points. Five points. Hey, 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 call out the players of Arbor. It's going pro. Right now, on that roster. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, I got to do my Googles and stuff. Hey, let me, hey, let me do my Googles. Let them do hey, I'm going to tell you, the only person is Sharif. That's it. And that's all that matters. That's what, that's what we compare. Okay, that's what we're comparing. That first year where he averaged five points. Devin Booker is an all-star. Right? That's what we're comparing. Devin Booker is an all-star. Dude, hold on, hold on. You're the one that said he was better. Carl Anthony Towns is averaging 20 and 10. Hold on, hold on, stop. So let's just compare. Let's compare. So let's just compare a Sharif's bomb team to Tyler Ulysses' bomb team, right? And it's the same thing. I don't know what Sharif averaged, but I'm going to pull it up. About 20, 18. Like 20. Yeah, he averaged a lot of points. He averaged over 20 for sure. So that's all I'm doing. I'm just com- I'm just comparing it. He averaged 20 points, eight, ass- eight assists, and four rebounds. But then you got to take into the fact that the talent, though, too. It was a lot tougher with Tyler Youth's year. True. No, hold on, stop. Those numbers... That five points was his freshman year. That 17 was Tyler Ewers' sophomore year with those not-so-great players. 
What you mean not so great? The Warriors is a borderline all-star. What are you talking about, B? Who's a borderline all-star? Jamal Murray. What you mean? Hold on. Jamal Murray, freshman Jamal Murray, was not the Jamal Murray that y'all saw. So don't even try to give me that. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. Hold on, stop. So let me make this argument then. So, So let me make this argument then. If Jamal Murray, since he averaged, I, I think Jamal Jamal Murray might have averaged twenty, and yeah, yeah, 20, and then Ulysses averaged seventeen, right? So let's say this: I can even say it should have been easier playing with Jamal Murray since he was a, a lottery pick as your backcourt mate. You trying Crick- to find any excuse Crick- right now? Bro. It's a lot yeah, of crickets. We- it's a lot of crickets. I don't understand what you're saying though. It's easier when you got somebody to play with. You got another dude. You got a lottery pick you're playing with in your back. It's harder to average seventeen when you got a guy that's that not if y'all the only two guys shooting. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> nah, B, I, I can't rock Talk with that him. one. Talk to me, B. Nah, that's, I can't. That's hey, B, I can't rock with that one. I'm just telling you. I got you. I, I see your point, but I can't rock with that. All I'm saying I, is I Tyler, it's easy, you is not it's easy. To me, it's easier. It's easier for you to. I can't hear you. Hello. Somebody just somebody just called him. Hello. Hey. Hello. Alice, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. B. John. Terry. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Well, maybe we, I maybe we just dropped Terry, but I'm just saying, man. Like it's tip for tap, but I'm. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough comparison, Tyler Eulis and uh, sure. And hey, man. I'm just telling you who I would rock with. Go ahead, Alex. Drake said it best, man. We'll see what happens next. Yeah, we definitely will. We definitely will. Because I think, man, it's going to be an interesting draft. I think it's going to be a bunch of trades on draft night, which always makes it fun and interesting from our perspective. But, um, I mean, that's my take on it. That's my take on it. That's, I mean, that's what I see. But I definitely think you got to take Cade uh, one, whether you keep him or trade him, you got to do something with that number one spot. I don't know if it's Minnesota. I mean, if I'm Houston, I'm probably going to keep him. If I'm Houston. Minnesota, mm-hmm. I'd probably trade it and try to get some more uh, pieces. What 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 vet are you trying to get though? Man, Minnesota. Minnesota needs to either go get them a a really good three four guy. They got to find somebody that can either uh, compliment Anthony Edwards, come or compliment Cat. Ideally, compliment both, right? Nobody can compliment both. Um, it's gonna have to be a pass first guy, or it's gonna have to be somebody that like stretch the floor. There's got to be somebody in that role, man. Probably somebody that stretches uh, the second uh, round. They gotta draft the second round guy, cause yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you can get a bunch of guys that can stretch the floor, man. I mean, you just gotta find the right guy. So you're telling Minnesota to not draft K1 
Cade Cunningham. That's essentially what you're saying. I'm saying you could draft Cade and you have Cade, and then you got to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of those guys you got on that roster. D'Angelo Russell has to go. Yeah, the whole roster's got to go. Because <laughs> the team's going to have to be centered around him, and then you're going to have to say, hey, Cat, are you going to buy into playing pick and roll all night? No. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then you got Anthony Edwards. He's like, where's my 20 shots? Where's my 25 shots? Right. right? So I yeah, think you got to break that up. You got to break that up somehow. I don't know how you break it up, but I think it's got to be broken and kind of build that around Kate. I don't know if you just try to get some shooters, put put another athlete out there. Um, or get I think they need to dispose the whole damn roster. That, that, they don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> Me. No, like no, they don't have an idea of, of what they're trying to do. That <laughs> I will give you that, but I think you don't just draft Cade and put him there. It's just gonna make a bad situation worse. Yeah, I don't know, man. <sighs> but I like Jalen Suggs a lot. Yeah, Suggs is tough. I like Jalen Suggs a lot. I think wherever he goes, he'll be good. I think him alongside um, John Wall for a year, that might be good. And he's, I don't know. Honestly, he's a plug-and-play guy. You could put him anywhere, he'll do fine. Yeah, he's going to do fine. I, no, I don't want to see him go to uh, Detroit. Why? They suck. He could just be that'll, good. That'll be terrible. That'll be terrible. Like, man, Detroit is a place that players go to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm serious. Every player that went there, they, I mean, dude, their career just went downhill. It started with, huh? Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, Grant Hill. His years sucked there. Um, his last few years. Um, who else? Uh, Reggie Jackson. He was having a, you know, that guy was going to be an all star for a moment. Signed that big contract. Yeah, his career went down the toilet. He's playing well there at one point, though. Huh? He's playing well there at one point. Yeah, he played there like good for like one year, maybe. Yeah, one two years. Got that money. Yeah, it's the money, man. But yeah, I don't know, man. This draft's gonna be kind of crazy. Um, anything else y'all want to touch on? Well, you got to talk about this bag on high school stuff, man. This transfer portal. The transfer portal. Yeah, we'll touch on that real quick. Alex, you were a transfer. You were a transfer. So what do you think about, I think right now it's 1,200 kids in the NCAA basketball transfer portal. The uh, NCAA gave everybody a plus one year so they could mm. play one more year. And they gave, and also earlier in the year, uh, they approved one free transfer without having to sit out. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. So what do you think about oh. that, man? Uh, I've always been a, a, a loyal guy, so I'm kind of rocking with till the wheels fall off. I mean, the only reason I transferred was my coach got fired, and I had graduated, so it was no point in me still staying there because the new coach coming in was going to bring his own guys in. Right. So mine was just perfect for me to just get up out of there. Right. Right. Yeah. So what do you guys think that like the impact where is it going to be hit is it going to be, is it going to hit the is it going to hit the uh a college game the co- well I well 
I think we all know that the high school kids are going to take the biggest hit, right, coming in because yeah, the scholarships think, are going to be I limited. Think, I, think the, I think the college game next year gets better, though. You got a lot of older guys, more physical. Mm-hmm. Um, they got another year to work on their game, personally. I think this, I'll tell you this, I think this is the perfect atmosphere and the perfect excuse for the NCAA and with probably some NBA blessing to give these kids, I mean, what they've been asking for, right? Because mm-hmm. I think, honestly, it's going to make the NBA better and it's going to make the college game better. That's what's going to happen because you're going to have older kids playing, more seasoned, um, Guys are transferred from um, uh, D2 to D1. D1 players are now playing uh, D2, or maybe they're playing mid-major. Um, I think the game's going to be a lot more competitive, and the talent is going to be so widely dispersed now. Um, and I think that's okay. just only, and that's just going to only make the NBA much, much better over the next probably. It's probably going to be over the next five years. But I think, yeah. the, but I think the high, I mean, the high school kids just, with the, I mean, they're going to take the biggest hit as far as their lack mm-hmm. of oppor- opportunities, which is going to make the a junior college level more competitive and more, mm-hmm. um, and just a much like better game at that level. And they're going to have a higher level players probably. But it's also going to be those kids that normally would get the opportunity. I think they're going to miss out. Hey, let me let me just say this. I agree with you on that. But what happens is, to me, it's, it's good and bad, right? And, and the good, the good part of it is, it's putting things back where it used to be, as far as you didn't see freshmen coming in playing, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got these, now everybody's not five stars. These four stars coming in and three stars coming in starting in program. Top notch program. Now it's getting like a real good, uh, gauge of it, like it used to be in the 80s, early 90s. You know what I mean? When you're a five star, I don't mean you're going to Duke and start. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now, now all of this stuff is put into perspective, and you got junior college level is going to get better. D two, which people don't really know, D two high D two back in the days was like the guards was better than D one guards. Like so, so it's getting back to what it used to be. That's that's what I see. But on the other hand. I think that personally, you need an age group for these damn old ass college players. Like, <laughs> you got to put a cap on that shit, man. You can't have these dudes like. Yeah, hey, bro, you got dudes twenty six, man. Twenty six playing college basketball, man, and they still got two years left. <laughs> like, yeah, I was trying to figure like, it out, man. Like, you gotta get the old motherfuckers out of here, yo. Excuse my language, but you got to put a cap on that. You know what I mean? Like, you still got seventeen, eighteen year olds coming in as freshmen. You know what I mean? So what you're doing is you kind of crunching down that opportunity, which used to was one percent. Now kids getting scholarships. Now you're crushing that down to less than one percent. You gotta kind of you gotta balance that out. And the way you do that, you get rid of those old guys. You know what I mean? I, I just hate to say that, but that's what I think. Hmm. Bijan, what you think? Man, if you're 26, averaging 10 points a game. You need to be out of college. <laughs> like, like, you're clearly not good, man. I'm with, I'm with T on that, man. I think, I think there's a lot of, I think there needs to be, I know you got those unique use cases, 
right? Of guys that just go through terrible situations and waivers and injuries and all right, you got your one offs for that, right? But you got guys that just been there, man, just too damn long. And Eight I years. Yeah, man. I think I think the NCAA needs to weed out those guys. And I think there needs to be I think there needs to be more consideration for guys that are eighteen or nineteen for getting drafted. I think more you know, the NBA needs to start looking more at the juniors and seniors because sometimes the potential crap is, is trash, in my opinion. Man. You know what I mean? Just because you're 22 years old or 21 years old doesn't mean you can't play at a high level and get better. That's stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like perfect example, Dame Lillard. So what, you're saying because Dame Lillard played, what he played, three or four years? He's not a good hooper? Like, he's not. He's not a guy who's an all-star. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, because he wasn't a one-and-done? You don't consider him? I think that's dumb. I think Dane played all four, right? Yeah, I think he did play four years. Yeah, because Dane broke his foot. I know he broke his foot. But that's my point. It's like the NBA kind of kind of puts it against you for being injured. For coming back. Yeah. It's like a magnifying glass of. Oh yeah, uh, he can't really do that now that we're now that he came back for another year. Yeah, the they kill you. Draft guys off of potential and what they see. Oh yeah, he's gonna be good in a couple of years. Yeah, we need to take him now. That's exactly what the NBA is. That's all the NBA draft is, right there. Potential. It's all about potential, and it's like I mean, and we know guys that'll get drafted as a freshman, top. 18, top 20, if the same player who actually improves moderately over the next three years until he's a junior, he won't get drafted. What? It's crazy. It's a crazy model, man. It really doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Really think about it. Because I, I guess it's, you know, the NBA uh, evaluators and scouts and trainers are really just filling themselves. Really, you know what I mean? Well, we can make this kid into – a better pro. You know what I mean? I just think it's the model, right? It's like a mathematical it's like a mathematical model of saying, um, okay, when I get a twenty two year old, his his professional peak is at twenty five, right? He's probably at twenty two, he's probably gonna be what he's gonna be. If I got an eighteen year old uh kid, I can mold him in between those eighteen, nineteen to twenty two years, right? And plus my, and plus, um, probably my usage. I have a, I have probably three, four more years of like usage. So really it's like Alex said earlier. You, I mean, you're just a product. Right. I mean, you're just a product. So it's just like, it's like buying a used car versus buying a brand new car. Mm-hmm. Now I get, I see, I, I get, I get it. But then at the same time, just cause you buy the new car don't mean it's always going to work better. Right, and like that Ferrari you saw today. <laughs> but the percentages, it's gonna work better. <laughs> yeah. So oh, no. it's, it's that the European model though, because yeah, it's the European model. But you can't. I, I just over the long run, they say that it's gonna work better. That's what they're looking at. Long run. I, I, I look at it. I, I I get it, but I don't think that's it's a long enough. Because I I think what it is. I think the point they're missing when they do that is. It's a difference when you got a guy 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Then you got a guy 18, 19. And he's kind of 
raw with just the basic IQ things when it comes to basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's a big difference. You know what I mean? And I think this, they chase the model, but that's the wrong model to chase based on just those three or four year differences. I think you, the biggest – no, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I just think the biggest mistake that they make is that the eye test is not involved. It's all numbers and it's mathematical yeah, and it's based yeah. on. That's the biggest like you piece. Need that. You need the eye test. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's the biggest thing over the last 10, 15 years that's probably been gone. Like the eye test is not even there. Like, and this draft right here is probably going to be the best hey, because most of these players, they check off, like, the odd test and the and the uh, analytical test as right. well. So that's what I think would make this draft special. But I think in, in, like, the past years, I mean, we could even walk through, like, some of the older drafts, man. It's like, man, like, I mean, these guys aren't, re- these guys aren't ready. Right. These guys aren't gonna play. Like, like they're just hedging their bets and betting on stuff. Like I told you, um, what's the one kid? It's um, Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, dude, that kid—he's never gonna touch the floor, ever. Killian Hayes, you got guys like him. He's gonna, he might be all right, but there's a lot of guys who just don't fit that model, man. But they're analytically, like they're the right guy for these uh, teams to go draft. Hey, did they got did they got Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, in the second round? I don't think so. He, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good pickup for somebody. I didn't know that he averaged twenty points last year. Yes. Yes. I did not know that. Yes. No, he's 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 real good. I did not know he averaged um, twenty points, but so how you how how do you evaluate that kid? Like like how like my thing is, is that you can't be thinking about potential, right? Because potential, he's averaging twenty in the, the SEC. Right. So. I don't know, man. How would you look at that, Alex? Uh, I mean, him being a point guard, SEC, averaging 20. Um, have you watched him? I haven't seen much on him. How about you, B. John? Um. Uh, breaking up, man. Oh. Can, you, can y'all hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. I was saying, I feel like the NBA overlooks scoring. That was like one of the things I was going to talk about. It's like, dude, it's not easy to score 20 points a game. Like, you know, you've got to be uh, a different levels of, of just skill, period, to be able to score 20 points a game, right? I think, and I'm saying it from a Sharif perspective. I think Sharif is highly underrated about what he did this year. Like, guys, there's no way you were watching him hoop and, and, and say that he's a late second. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, like you know what I'm saying? I, screw the team record. 
honestly, he didn't play half the season, so you can't really say he's the reason why they ended up the way they were, right? Because I feel like if we started at the beginning of the season, that team would have been different, right? For sure. But I don't think you can look at – there's no way you're watching Sharif Cooper. And I'm just saying him, for example. There's no way you're watching a guy like that and saying, yeah, this guy is in the first round. How? Do you know what I mean? I think it's tough, too, just because of the simple fact that guys that, that do score the ball, it's tough when you go to a team and they already have a franchise player. So it's like, you know, a guy goes to the Nets. You got Katie, Kyrie. James Harden, we don't need you to score. And if that's all you can do, it's going to be tough for you to be here. Right. I agree. And that's what makes uh, Jalen Suggs, I think, so special as far as what he did last year. He went to an all-star team and just – he just fit in. Mm -hmm. He went and fit in. And he still won with him, but he just fit in. Like, he played his role and he picked his spots very, very well. I mean, because let's be honest, most guys at that level, they can score the ball, right? Yeah, everyone can. So now what else can you do? Like Alex said, I mean, can you be the setup guy? Can you, well, are you going to be my stopper? Well, there are no stoppers. I don't think in the NBA, that's my personal take on the NBA. There are no stoppers anymore. There used to be stoppers, but I mean. It's effort. It's effort to play defense. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you going to be my effort guy, my hustle guy, diving on the floor? That's Mm -hmm. the new role. Um, are you going to stretch the defense? Like, I mean, can you make shots? Like, can you be a catch and shoot guy? I, I think, think the, I think the biggest, I think the, uh, not to cut you off, but I think good. the best role in the NBA is the ability to knock out open shot. That's how you make your living. That's how point guards make your living. Like those guys who really don't dribble and get in the thing well to stand over there and be able to catch the ball and knock down shots. And I'll say, I mean, for instance, that's what Alex can make a jump shot. <laughs> that's what made Alex different because you got in that roster they had size they had athleticism they had uh big guards they had another shooter over here and when they would collapse it was the kick boom he, he would knock down the shots sorry like that's just what you got to be able to do that, like I mean that's what you that's how you get paid you know you know who I was thinking about too on the Nets uh Bruce Bowen, uh, man, if anything, he didn't made a case for himself to wherever he goes, he's going to have a job. Because even though the Nets got all these different players, he didn't show what he could do throughout early in the season. He's the hustle, you know, high motor guy. He's going to have a job. Yep. Willing to take his role. Well, you, well, you have to be on a team like that. You're not going to get any – you might get one or two shots a game, right? Especially if you know, – like, like, let's be honest. Like, if we're, if we're keeping 100 – if all three of those guys on the floor are taking 85% of your shots, so really 90% of your shots, that 10% you no, got – No, you forgot Blake Griffin, so add another so – so add another 7 to 10%. So everybody else is taking 5% of the shots. 5% of the shots. And they got DeMarcus, got, too. And you got the white boy that's I forgot. Oh, I forgot Lamar. <laughs> Lamar yeah, DeMar- too. So you you're not getting two shots. <laughs> you might get two shots a week. <laughs> yeah, you're getting putbacks, pretty much. You're getting putbacks or or just or leak layups. That's it. Right. Jack, Jack threes. Like, uh, uh, off off of, off a of rebound, second rebound. Second yeah. rebound. 
Yeah. So it just boils down to the roles, guys, to the roles, man, that guys can actually take and step into out of college. I think that's the biggest thing. That's the whole thing about the Cody Kispert kid uh, to me. I think he's going to be a great guy that's going to yeah, come in shoot. six seven. He can shoot it, big enough body to actually, like, you know, play just, a, I mean, a little bit of defense, uh, maybe get some stops, maybe. Um, athletic enough to run the floor. I think he's going to be a good uh, pro as well. I didn't, I didn't know he was that high on the draft board at like. Think yeah, he's, like he's pretty eight. high. He's high. He's really high. He's yeah, really that's, high. but it's because of his ability to shoot the ball. Why he's so high? The kid right. Gonzaga. Gonzaga, oh, like it. Dude, white, he's another. He's another Joe Harris. Honestly, perfect he's example. A, he's a more athletic. And a bigger version of Joe Harris, right? Nah, Joe Harris likes Joe Harris is huge. He likes six seven. Yeah, six seven. Yeah. He's six seven? I don't know. He's yeah, yeah he's huge. Well, same 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 guy, just more athletic. Talk about hey. hey, so that kid from that kid from UCLA. I watched him again, yo. I watched this game again, yo. He's yeah, he tough. Me of, he remind me of Clay Thompson, yo. Booker. Oh, he got, he got, he got, he got a, he got a little bit of what I'm referring to. Not, not like the clay of now, but young clay and him now, they kind of remind me of the same player. What do you think about that kid, Alex? Juzang. Which one? Juzang. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, I like him. He's nice. He, B, 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 B don't like him. B, B think I'm crazy for saying he could go, he could go high first. He made a case for himself to go high first. That, that kid could play, yeah. He's a, He's a tough shot maker. Like that whole game, he was just hitting tough shots. The no, whole the whole, no, the lot. Yeah, like I was gonna say, like the whole, like the last three, four games, he was just making tough shots. You dead on right. I just said, Bijan. I don't think I said that you can't. That I wouldn't. That I mean, he's not gonna go high first. I said NBA wise, I don't think he's gonna be a long term guy. But but he was a three point shooter. He developed that part of his game when he got to UCLA. He got recruited because he could shoot Hold the ball. On. Was he the kid that went in into Kentucky early? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. See, see uh, I mean, that makes a difference, though. But that's what. But that's what I'm saying. Now that so makes a little bit of a difference. So he's got a little bit bigger window right now. So he's got a little bit bigger window. So this would have been his freshman year. Essentially, yes, it would be his freshman year this year in college. Yeah. In college. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Hey, in my opinion, I think he showed more of his game that people didn't even know he had. I think that's what helps him out the best. Mm-hmm. Nobody's seen him, right? No, Nobody has seen him. No, no, no. They had written him off. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, this is the first kid I've ever seen that came out and said, I should be starting at Kentucky. I don't know what's wrong with Coach Cal. Then he transferred. <laughs> <laughs> he's transferring. He's averaging. He's averaging twenty six in, in, in a NCAA tournament. Killing. Hey, I'm just saying. And then no. And then everybody had just written him off, and he showed up. So I think that's the biggest piece right there. But um, coaching ain't always been right, though, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you guys don't have anything else, man, we could uh, button this thing up, man. Um, yeah, I think we're good. Alex, man, thank you for joining us, uh, talking a little basketball, uh, getting to know you a little bit. Uh, man. And I know you got a podcast, right? No, actually, uh, our podcast ended. Um, uh, the, the, my other co-host that I was doing it with, he got a job. Uh, he's actually an agent now. 
Oh wow. Yeah, basketball agent. So now he's uh, working with a couple pros and stuff. They couldn't do the podcast anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. It was fun while it lasted, though. But man, this was fun coming on here. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. Give them your social media, your Instagram, Twitter. Uh, at Superman Johnson. Real easy. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. Because I was um, I was text that I was trying to find your number, and I kept typing in Superman. And it was and it, and it wasn't coming up. And I was, dude. I, I mean, I've been going by that. It's crazy because I hadn't talked to you in so long. I was trying to put in Superman and not Alex. Oh, that's crazy that you do that. And it's crazy because, like, in terms of like, people refer to me as like they don't know me by Alex. Like, <laughs> uh, Superman. Oh, you talking about Superman? Yeah. So weird to me. Yeah, and that's because that bird is really like that, Bijan. For real. Yeah. I don't know what it was. What was it? Uh, All right. Maybe is it? I don't know. All I know is, right hold now, on. All I know is Sydney Lowe. Last time Lowe. I checked, it was, at, it was at a 36. Yeah. Just I don't know. modest for my height. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know how accurate that is. But all I know is he was working out for, the, I guess it was Sydney Lowe, and I walk in through the gym, and I'm like, what the hell? Like he's dunking everything, dunking everything, and I'm sitting there like, okay, all right. I mean, the kick and dunk, you know, he's a, he was crazy, <laughs> athletic, crazy athletic, and then he goes out to the NBA line and he's just knocking down shot after shot after shot, and I'm like, y'all need this guard, y'all better this guard today. As a matter of fact, I told him I said, do not let him leave this gym without committing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that moment. No, that's a true story. I do. I do. I looked at Roe and I said, "Yo, they need him." It's crazy too, because uh, I think Julius Hodge played like a big part of me coming. He was like, "Man, if you don't come here, you're an idiot." And he he pretty much hosted me that whole weekend, and it was just like, "All right, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come out here." I had a couple of other schools. I, I was I was looking at Florida State, and then um. I really wanted to go to I really wanted to go to Butler to be honest, but um, Brad Stevens had dipped, so it was the year that he left, and I was just like, ah. That would have been a great coach to be under, man. Man, he's like a, he's like pretty much a guard coach. He's a guard yeah. coach, man, for real. Yeah, and he's yeah. a wizard. Let me tell you. That's just funny how stuff works out. Man, it's crazy. That's tough. Florida State. It's crazy that you see you see guys in the system like like those guards like It and uh, friggin' Kimba. It's like man, like I don't know what he be doing over there, man. He be yeah. letting guys go. Yeah, and he puts them in spots where they can be so successful, uh, and I think that's the biggest piece. Yeah, that guy's a, that guy's a wizard, man. <laughs> like yeah. what he did, what he did with It. And Matt, Man. he made Matt look like a damn superstar. <laughs> Facts, he did. That's tough. Well, man, we ain't going to hold you up anymore, man. Go ahead. Appreciate you joining us. Um, All right, my guys. Yeah, we'll get you jumping here some more, man. We'll, you know, you know, talk about some stuff maybe closer in towards the playoffs and stuff as we gearing up for that. But, yeah, man, appreciate you coming out. All right, man, take care. Uh, when does the baby right, do? Uh, September. Oh, man, you got a long ways to go. 
<laughs> hey man, get your sleep while you can, bro. Uh, you know what I am, man. Oh yeah, we we well, up today. We having a boy. Hey, 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 B, go ahead and reclass him. Let's <laughs> 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 do it. Hey, BG, buddy, bro. He's gonna have to. He, he hey, that's the podcast title right there. <laughs> Should I reclass? <laughs> do, it, do, it six, uh, do it seven months. Go ahead and reclass him. <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah, congrats, man. Take care. See you. Appreciate it, man. Too.